0: attention please <laughs> stop walking while I'm squawking all aboard hi everybody
1: hello 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 welcome back it's been a couple of weeks but welcome back to another episode of Gen D generation Disney generation D whatever you want to call us inside Adam yeah. and Dana's brains On the mouse.
0: Talking Disney. All day. Always talking Disney.
1: All day. Even when we're not on here, I feel like our text messages, like if you go through our text chain, it's either Disney news or Scream news, because let's get real, we're, we're almost at the one month countdown to Scream 5, which... I feel like we just have to do a separate special bonus episode about. Oh,
0: them. I'm so excited. You saw I sent you the um posters that they just released the posters for Scream 5.
1: I did. I did. I'm very they I watched cool. because this is how pathetic I am. I streamed on Twitch. Never tuned into Twitch before in my life. Got on Twitch, which is apparently like a gamer thing where they all get on there and play video games and talk to each other while they play them? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I got into Twitch because this like Comic-Con Brazil was happening yesterday uh-huh. and they were having, that's where they premiered a new Scream trailer and a, like an interview with Courtney and Nev. So I 100% watched it on Twitch. Thankfully, it was in English with um, Portuguese, right? That's what they speak there. No. What do they speak in Brazil? Wow. Uh,
0: Portuguese. Spanish? No, No, Portuguese. Portuguese. I was right first. Portuguese, Portuguese. right? Yeah.
1: Unpaid intern. What do they speak in Brazil? Portuguese? I believe it is Portuguese. Okay, so I was right.
0: Unpaid intern. Can you quickly Google search this (laughs) If only
1: there was a way that I
2: could quickly (laughs) look up this information.
1: So anyway, uh, what was I going to say? They premiered a new featurette and an interview with Courtney and Nev, and it was everything. So don't worry, Dana. I saw it all before you sent it to me. But it's coming. Okay. We went to um, um we went to Phoenix for Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. went to see Ghostbusters. I have thoughts. Oh, but we want. I talk can't about talk it about it. I haven't it. Seen, it. It seen it yet. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Nothing. What made the movie was the gigantic screen poster outside of the auditorium we were in.
0: Now that you did take a picture and send it to me. I saw that. Um, Also, I love you for creating your own Twitch account just so you could watch this Brazil interview. That's pretty incredible. And...
1: Hey, dedication.
0: I love it. Well, did you see I sent this to you, but on TikTok, because we know that's where I get all my social media news, uh, on TikTok, the guy who won the Airbnb of the Scream House showcased what that experience was like, and it looked awesome.
1: I don't know how he did it. Like, cause they were I gone. Like, so it, sorry, I guess we should quickly explain if you, now this has turned into a screen podcast, not Disney. Sorry. This is what you tuned in for, but really quickly, Airbnb ran a promo, which you know, they're doing again for, um, the home alone house.
0: Ryan just told me, go ahead, Ryan.
1: Well, that's, that's the whole story.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I did tell you that. <laughs> and also what's the language
1: also? Yes. Confirmed Portuguese. Okay. Is you. the national Good. language. Of I Brazil. do know. I do know some things. Um, So anyway, you could basically, if you were the first three people to get on Airbnb at a certain time, you could book the house from the first Scream movie. And Dana and I desperately tried and failed. So clearly our practice at booking Disney park reservations and dining reservations, we had not practiced hard enough because our fingers were not fast enough.
0: I think I was really close. I got into the basket, like the checkout basket. So I got a few steps further, but it then was like, your basket's empty. This is gone. And I just couldn't wah, close wah. that page. I know. I was super sad.
1: Um, But really, we should do a special Scream episode in January. Also, because there is a Disney vault <laughs> about Scream. Which what? I think I've hinted at before. There is a, there is a connection oh. between the Disney parks and Scream. So I feel it's the like. It's Marvel. No. It's
0: the Marvel thing. No. No?
1: No. And it almost, this Scream connection was going to be with Disney World or with that other park in Orlando, Universal. Never happened. There's your little teaser. We will do this as a vault one day. Closer to Scream coming out in January. I think that'll be a good fit. Um, But that said, speaking of Florida parks, I know you don't watch them, but my all-time favorite vloggers are back because our borders have reopened to the UK and other countries. Uh, So my favorite UK vloggers, Adam Hatton and Victoria, are back. Victoria came for a week and a half. And this is kind of genius. She comes. She goes to the park. She came by herself from the UK. She goes to the parks every day by herself with a little video camera and just talks to her camera all day. And she's got like 35,000 subscribers on YouTube who all tune in and watch her journeys through the park. And I absolutely love her. And she has really good tips about like surviving park days. But then our absolute favorites that I mentioned the other week, Adam Hatton and Gary C., they were back. They booked a two-week trip. They are filming the entire trip. And then they are pumping out one video a week for like the next fourteen weeks or something like that for their content. Like I don't know how these people do it. It's a lot, but all the feels because they're all back at Disney World. And Dana, I'm telling you, if you started watching Victoria, you know how you love Molly. Start watching Victoria. I love Molly. You're gonna. I started fall talking love to Molly. What
0: did I tell you that? Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Is she writing you back?
0: Yep. She sure did. I'll have to tell you a little bit about it later, but, um, yeah, I had a conversation with Molly from all ears the other day and, is um, it a good or bad a,
1: conversation.
0: It was a great conversation. She's the loveliest human. Um, is
1: she coming on the podcast, Molly, are you coming on uh, our podcast? <laughs> no, we, I we gush over you all the time.
0: I did not ask her, <laughs> but I will. Um, But, no, I will also watch your people at some point because they sound great. I have my own vloggers. I've been watching those Best Life and Beyond people. Love Uh, them. Basically, my lunch break, which is here in my own home, uh, is always consumed with some sort of YouTube vlogger talking about either um, Disney World or Disneyland. But I watch them all.
1: Well, speaking of um, people who love Disney World transition, a rough transition. Mean, I don't even know if this is a rough transition. Folks, it's been a long day, so you're getting what you get tonight. Uh, the unpaid intern is joining us tonight once again, Dana's lovely husband, yes. Ryan. Uh, hi, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? So I, I say the rough transition from Florida, because we're going to stay in Florida today. Sorry, folks. We'll we'll get back to Disneyland um, another day. But uh, Ryan... Disney World life. Oh, yeah. Did you miss it? it? Do you want to go back to work there?
2: No. Uh, no, <laughs> no, but that, I, I, say, I say that, but truthfully, like, man, it, it was 10 years ago, I think we were there, I mean, probably more than 10 years ago now, right?
0: It was like 12 or 13 years ago now, Yeah, so crazy.
2: And really, I mean, Dana and I talk about this fairly frequently, that like, really, our time working there was about six months, but we lived so much life in those 6 months that it really you know feels like like we may as well have worked there for a couple of years
0: to be clear i technically worked there a little bit longer than you did because That's true. i stayed a cast member for about 3 or 4 years after our full time in florida uh which was a super sweet deal i wish i could do this forever. Um, they allowed you to be seasonal after you worked in the college program. So I would go back a couple of times a year, make my hours, and then I would get to keep my perks with the company.
1: So let's let's backtrack really quick, because I don't think people know the story of Dana and Ryan, how long you guys have been together, that this wasn't like a you didn't meet at Disney World type of thing. Because we've talked about Dana and her life down with the, prog- with the college program and living with her best friend, Evan. So how did you, Ryan Dana, like, how did it all come to be that you all decided to go to Disney world? And how, how did that all come together?
2: Well, I mean, Dana could probably, uh, explain the origin of our journey to, uh, become cast members of Disney world a little bit better than I could. But all that I can tell you is that at the time we were both going to the same college, the Evergreen state college up in uh, Olympia, Washington. And the, uh, opportunity came across Dana's table to basically uh, enroll in an internship. And I'll let you take it from here. Well, hold it's on. Wait, wait, taking wait. Taking
0: it a step back.
1: Yeah, I think you're about to go where I was going to ask. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So
0: taking it a step back, Ryan and I, by the time that we went to go work at Disney, we had already been dating for like three or four years. So we met. Um, you could call us high school sweethearts, but we were really summer camp sweethearts. We met. Um, In the summer of 2003, when we were employees of a summer camp in um, central Washington state. And so I was 16. He was 18. We were real adorable. I was a dishwasher (laughs) and he was a camp counselor. And I took this job because it was the only thing you could do under 18 was to wash dishes at this summer camp. And I so desperately wanted to be a staff member.
1: (laughs) That feels like child labor. Like <laughs> it really
0: does. Now that I think about it, but I'm Hi, just you're so under prompting.
1: 17. You can wash the dishes and do manual. Oh, labor. It was
2: a good time before I was a counselor. I was a dishwasher and it was, I mean the job itself, washing dishes. I mean, who cares, but it's everything else you get to do while you're there. I mean, it's, you know, making great friends, doing a lot of cool stuff, just yeah. hanging out in a beautiful place. Like, yeah. So- it was more about that.
0: We also had gone to the same camp when we were campers uh, years before. So Ryan and I grew up in the same hometown. We had have known of each other since we were kids.
2: Fun fact, Dana and I were in a play together when she was in third grade and I was in fifth grade. We yeah. did not know each other at that time is in a production of Bye Bye Birdie, and somewhere there exists a cast photo <laughs> that contains both little Dana and
1: Ryan. How do you guys not have this cast photo?
0: I have it. Okay. We, I have it back home. My mom could send us a picture of it. But yes. So we've known each other since really 1995.
1: Oh my gosh. Hold on, wait. This cast photo should be like blown up and in your living room.
0: <laughs> it, it would be a very large <coughs> photograph of like, what, 200 kids in like a that, probably. musical? So I think it's it, It's kind of ridiculous. Great. Well, but. that was
2: anyway. that was the best part, too, is that if you've seen Bye Bye Barty, there's really no role for anybody that's under high school age. And because it was an all-district <laughs> musical, they basically were like, well, we got to do a pity number for these kids. And so they created just an opening number that did not exist in the story. Uh, just so some kids could come out and do a little song and dance at the beginning and then come back at the finale. It
0: was such a weird thing that we did. But so anyhow, yeah, we've known each other forever. And we we've got married out here in California. We taking a step back, we went to college at the same time together. We did the Disney college program together. And that was a time where I had already known that the college program existed but I, and I really wanted to do it. Ryan did not want to do this. Ryan had never been to Disney World. He'd never stepped foot in Florida. And he was looking at me like, why would you do this? And I'm like, "Ah, why not? And so I basically convinced him to go to get on a plane and go stop down his college life in Washington State and go live for a, half a year plus in Florida. The things you do for love.
1: Well, look, I
2: can remember very well the conversation or some of the conversations we had around it, uh, you know, it did sound very cool. It sounded like something very different than either of us had been doing at that point. It should also, you know, be noted that, you know, I went to school for audio engineering and, uh, you know, that's the field I work in. If
0: only you could have made a career in that. Yeah, (laughs)
2: right. But, you know, so I was in the thick of that and so as I was sort of weighing the idea of to do or to not do this internship in Florida, it basically meant, you know, part three of the three part curriculum that I was in the middle of, I'd basically be bailing for part three. And so there was a lot of, uh, you know, back and forth is, you know, weighing our options. Like, is this going to be worth it? And, and there was, I remember specifically a moment that Dana was like, well, I'm going to go do this, whether you come with me or not, just so you know, And, you know, then I'm like, well, I don't want to be here in Olympia all by myself. And it does sound kind of cool. So,
1: all right, let's do it. I'm in. Okay, so you both get in. You both do this thing. Do they have strict rules about like. Co-ed dorming And this is why Dana you went Mm -hmm. Were you guys Living together In Washington And then secondly We're getting We're really Like people Had no idea You were tuning in For a deep dive In the life Of Dana (laughs) Dana and Ryan But like So when you Got down there We'll we'll talk about Working at Disney World And all in a second though what the people want to know is what was the living situation like and did you two ever get to spend any time together while you were down there
0: that's a really good question and yes we were living together in washington and no we could not live together in florida and that was really hard on us like it was it was challenging and we had a couple of kind of you know, I wouldn't even call them fights, but some hurt feelings for sure. Um, because we got down there, we knew it was going to have to be this way, that it was guys and girls separated. I became good friends with Evan instantly i met her at my audition you guys heard that whole story her and i become roommates but we have been placed in the same kind of scuzzy apartment complex called vista way wait i thought and you were the she,
1: fancy character that, apartment i'm almost complex.
0: there i'm almost there my friend we were we because we swindled a good deal we see a good deal we take it and so evan knew that there was still one like two person room still available at the fancy Chatham square. So we walked back and asked for that room, but Ryan was like, what gives you're leaving me in this ugly apartment (laughs) complex for the fancier one. And now like, I'm not even going to be close by. And it should also
2: be said that we did not have cars there. So we were beholden to what we, uh, what I started to refer to at least as the Disney bubble. If a Disney bus didn't go there, you know, it was either find somebody with a car or get a cab or, you know, walk if you're desperate. Yes, and so, like yeah, pre-Uber days. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I definitely remember thinking like, wait, you convinced me to go live and work in Florida. And now you're bailing on me to go live at this fancy new apartment complex miles from where we are. And we don't have any transportation. I feel like I've been bamboozled here.
0: He had every right to feel upset. I totally get it. But I was also like, just trust me on this. And let's be honest, you ended up living half of that time. We were there basically in our super awesome Chatham Square. Yeah, It
2: ended up being actually a really great situation. When all was said and done,
0: but yeah, he had some crazy roommates, so he needed to get away from them. Oh,
2: a revolving door of crazy roommates. I mean, I don't know if it's still the case at uh, at you know these Disney apartments in the college program these days, but essentially the way that the living situation is uh, set up is that for every bedroom there are two occupants. And I mean, it's like a college dorm situation. And truthfully, I never did the college dorm thing. So this was about as close to it as I ever, you know, had the pleasure of experiencing. But I remember the first couple of nights being a little bit lulled into a false sense of security because we had uh, what was it? we were in a three bedroom apartment. And uh, when we started off, I think there were four of us. And initially, the first two guys to check in just went straight to the first bedroom together, knowing that that was the situation. Uh, and then myself and another guy show up. And we take the other two bedrooms and it, and it stayed that way for probably three or four nights. And I was thinking, man, I just got really lucky here. And then, you know, pretty soon the, all the, the people that are managing the apartments noticed that there was a a vacant bed somewhere there. And so they were like, no, nope, we got to jam somebody in that and, and fill it up pronto. And that's what it ended up being. And, and anytime somebody would leave or, you know, get fired or decide to quit or whatever, which, you know, happened a fair amount during our time there you know, within probably 12 hours, there was another stranger in that bed. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm just picturing this crazy. being like, like both like Dana, your swanky character only we're a fancy dorm and Ryan, you're like, oh, yeah, we're everybody else is not a character dorm. <laughs> um, Being like th- college frat, like dorm lifestyle, like just dirty cans of beverages laying around the, uh, was that, was that about it? I mean, honestly, not too far off. I think the, the thing that really kept it from being your standard
2: sort of party atmosphere, you know, like well, you said, cans everywhere kind of thing, is that, uh, first of all, not everybody was of age uh, on the property. I think they made a point to put people who are 21 and older with one another, if that was ever a possibility. And I think that was the case across the board in my particular apartment. It was. But, but also... Uh, the place was subject to random inspections and so you kind of knew it was like college yeah yeah yeah. so i mean you were very aware of the fact that you know uh if if we're gonna party one night which you know we did we'd make a point to you know clean up after ourselves i mean at that point i think we were for the most part responsible (laughs) although as i'm saying that i'm (laughs) getting flashbacks to all of the (laughs) disgusting guys that I lived with and thinking, no, that's not true at all. But, uh, but I mean, I I think at least speaking for myself and my, you know, immediate roommate, like we, we tended to, to hold it together. That being said, I did uh, live with a roommate who at times, uh, would have a little bit of an anger problem. And I can remember one night he, uh, came home and for whatever reason was very upset and decided to punch a hole in the wall next to his bed. As myself and another roommate are standing there watching
1: and thinking, Rough oh, day oh at the Magic Kingdom.
2: And and the best was that we were kind of due for one of those random in- inspections. We didn't know when it was going to happen, but we knew it was going to be sooner than later. And the day that it ended up happening, I remember coming home from my shift and seeing that the calendar that I'd put up Uh, had
1: been strategically placed on his side of the bedroom. Uh. He's like hiding his tunnel to escape out. Um, So, Dana, I take it uh, you spent most of your time at your dorm and not at um, Ryan's dorm
0: correct we had to i i feel like we're we are telling like the seedy sides of the college program but the basically, seedy we, underbelly of the disney <laughs> uh, college, program. college program after dark we ended up just kind of sneaking ryan into our unit all the time and he stayed with us we had our unit was like as big as your six person unit so it was kind of Again, ridiculous
1: character privilege um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Brian, what, aside from like, you get down to Florida, it's a massive frat house that you've moved into, uh, with the revolving door of people coming in and out of your bedroom. That sounds
0: completely, yeah,
1: no, uh, please rewind and listen to the previous five minutes if you're confused. um but what was your so you get down there you were like kind of like what am i doing why am i doing this i'm doing this because i love dana right so this is why i'm here what was your initial reaction when you got down to florida and you got to the parks and like talk us through how you got your like sorting hat and they told you what job you were going to be doing and all that
0: yeah for sure it's the wrong property sorting hat. <laughs> i know i did it on universal. purpose <laughs>
1: <laughs> i appreciated
2: it <laughs> Sorry. I should probably back up a little bit to the uh, the interview itself, the, the first phone call I had. You know, I don't really remember specifically a lot about the conversation, but I do remember that they did ask if you could choose what your preferred department would be. And in my mind, I was thinking I would love to either be a character because I had – You know, I had a bit of a dramatic background from my younger days, as we've established, or doing uh, attractions. And in fact, in my mind, I was thinking Haunted Mansion or Tower of Terror. Um, I I thought that would be the most fun thing in the world to be one of those uh, elevator operators. Like they just seemed like they were having such a blast. And that was kind of in my mind. If I had been able to pick something, that probably would have been it. And I remember a, a moment specifically when the person I was talking to on the phone asked if I would be open to a merchandise position. And at that point, I mean, I was in you know college studying audio and I was, was kind of running my own little recording studio next to this guitar shop where I worked in retail, and so I, I said something to the effect of, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm fully adept in in retail and on all that." And as soon as those words left my mouth, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to be working retail mm. at uh, Walt Disney World," which is fine. But that ended up being you know where they decided to to place me. That being said, we had no idea as new arrivals where that was going to be or what that was exactly going to look like. And I remember that first day when you you show up and you know you're getting your uh your apartment assignments and keys and. You know, you're sort of told, you know, what your job is specifically and where you're going to be. That was the day that I learned that I would be working in
1: uh, merchandise at the Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. So wait, you had no clue until you got down there. You just knew I'm going to do merchandise somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. It could have been literally anywhere. I could be
2: working retail at the Emporium on Main Street. I could be at, uh, you know, the, the gift shop in any one of the hotels or resorts.
0: Uh, the World of Disney was a popular one at down or Disney Springs. Yes, I had a I roommate like-
2: that worked World of Disney, and uh, I'm based on watching his experience. Uh, I'm so glad I didn't. Well, that's but what
1: that's what I was about to say. I feel like having been to the resort multiple times. If I was going to be stuck working merchandise as my position for a semester or whatever it be, I feel like doing it at a resort is one of the more and please tell me if I'm wrong what is it one of the more low-key merchandise places to be I mean I think it can vary from one resort to the next I will say
2: that I kind of lucked out in a lot of ways uh, getting placed at Saratoga Springs it was a pretty chill environment and uh, I had a really good group of people that I was able to work with I had some really great managers. And plus where we worked specifically was, um, it was called the artist's palette. And so it's, it's sort of a hybrid of the gift shop and the sort of food area. So it's
0: like the food court quick service. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So yeah. they had a nice sit down restaurant that was also attached to the area, but really we were the place where you would come. If you were getting a quick service meal, you'd have to come to my register to pay for it. Um, or if you wanted to, you know, grab your uh, Disney Crocs for your day at the park, you'd come to my register as well.
0: What well, we always made fun of those, what were they called? The giblets? Gibbets. Gibbets. The gibbets.
2: And if people come up to my, ta- do you guys sell gibbets? Do you have any gibbets here? I'm like, oh, I I got
0: you. That's dating us, but that's like the popular thing when we were working at Disney in 2008 were Crocs, like the Disney-themed well, yeah. Crocs, yep. where the holes on the Crocs were actually Mickey shapes.
1: They still sell Crocs at the parks.
0: Yes, but they were so popular in 2008 oh. when we were there. And so people would get the, like, they'd bedazzle them with the things it basically charms
2: divots. for your Crocs.
0: Yeah. They and, go in
2: the little holes.
0: And there would be, like piles heaps Oh, yeah and you heaps get your them.
2: Donald gibbet you get your goofy gibbet you get your stitch gibbet you know
0: <laughs> so you were selling gibbets at the Saratoga Springs
2: by the bucket uh but yeah so it was it was really cool because there was a little bit of overlap uh with the staff that would do the food side of things and uh, the merchandise I would generally stay on the merchandise side but uh but then there were some some moments where I kind of would get into a little bit of the the food service portion I I remember specifically they were really big on on the idea of cross training meaning that even though I was primarily merchandise they wanted you to know how everything was operating on the food side so if there were any problems you could you know maybe jump in and help out if you needed to or in general just to have an understanding of what is going on on the other side of this workplace so you can kind of you know see where everybody's at and anticipate problems as they may you know come our way or whatever and so, yeah, I remember there was one day where they would put me on the food service side, you know, just to have that experience. And it really was helpful. I mean, it, the more you are aware of what the people around you are doing, mm-hmm. I think it just really allows you to do your job better because you get that much more of an understanding of how what you are doing is impacting everybody else that you're working with and, and vice versa. And it just kind of creates a, a bit more of a cohesive uh and efficient environment, really.
0: One story I remember you talking a lot about that I was always jealous of that you got to do was because you worked at this kind of quick service restaurant mixed with a retail shop. You would also have a little mini grocery store in your retail shop. And because Saratoga Springs is a deluxe resort, you got to so take that- all of the groceries to yeah, Saratoga Springs is a deluxe. Is it resort. a DVC? Though? Um,
1: they have DVC. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. Yeah. So people go for longer yeah.
2: hauls there, don't they? Absolutely. In fact, that was how they wanted you to greet the guests when they would come to your register welcome home. Aww.
0: So, but you would get to take the groceries to the different resort rooms if the, if people had ordered them in advance.
2: Right. So that's exactly right. So we did have essentially a mini grocery store kind of attached to uh, the merchandise. Portion of of uh, my location, and that was something that you could do, and I'm sure you still can. Uh, if you were showing up for an extended period of time, you could either have groceries delivered to your room before you arrive. So, like the minute you walk into your room to start your vacation, there's already whatever you know groceries that you've ordered out there on the on the counter or in the fridge or whatever the case may be. Or even if you've already checked in, you know, hey, we need some milk, and I don't want to go get it. You can you know call down and have it delivered, and uh, and. It was a lot of fun because, you know, it's a huge resort. If you've ever been there, like... It's massive. It really is. I I can't remember how many different buildings, uh, you know, are, are situated throughout the the entire property of this one resort but it's at least
0: put it this way it has four bus stops all within that resort so if you stay at that resort you stop four times before you leave the resort yeah
2: so it's it's massive so like on a given day if i was doing the grocery deliveries i would essentially get a list of what rooms i was hitting in what order they're anticipated to check in i guess and uh you know obviously what their items were and so i'd take my morning, I'd pack them up, and I'd throw them in the Disney van, and I would set off, and I would just go from one building to the next, and and deliver those groceries and uh if if all went according to plan i would have them nice uh, nicely situated in there before the the guests arrived occasionally you know i would get there like if i had 10 orders to fill i might get you the 10th one and you know they've just gotten to their room and you know i knock on the door and oh thank goodness our food's here but uh <laughs> but i got very good at, at, at setting up very elaborate
1: beautiful looking grocery displays <laughs> so I was, I was pretty proud of my presentation <laughs> I feel like we should just give people a little context about Saratoga Springs because it is a DVC property. So Kurt and I stayed there once when we booked it and we went down and we checked in and it must have been a slow weekend when we got there because they upgraded our room for free, which I feel like never happens at Disney World, but all right, all right. that's happened. Great. Yeah, that never happens. And we ended up in a three bed, two bath, three bath, like monstrosity of a room But, like, what blew me away was the full kitchen, like a full on legit kitchen Mm -hmm. with the stove, oven, fridge, pots, pans, all those things. So, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, most of the rooms at Saratoga are set up like that, right? Or is that just the DVC room?
2: They are. There are some smaller ones that have, you know, sort of like, I guess abbreviated kitchens for lack of a better term a kitchenette I guess but I mean we've stayed at you know some of the you know value
0: Art of Animation one yeah. yeah and
2: those just have like little tiny setups like I don't I don't think that exists really at Saratoga Springs from from my memory anyway uh and yeah you're right some of those rooms get pretty massive I remember there was uh, a couple suites in particular I remember delivering to and these would be like the big orders I, I can't remember the, what they specifically call the huge suites there. I think I feel like they had some fancy name. But I, I remember the first time walking into putting my grocery delivery. Like It's attached to this building that, you know, has hundreds of hotel rooms in it. And you walk in and you're like, this is a giant house. There, there's two stories here. There's like five bedrooms, at least like several bathrooms and, and full kitchen full. Fr- so, like.
0: it's called the grand villa that the yep. grand villa. Thank you. So, That's what it was called. So, and I
2: remember uh, there would be like royalty that would come stay there. And I'm like, yeah, that, that so checks out. This is Victoria,
1: the my Disney in detail UK oh, blogger. No. She's staying at Saratoga Springs on this trip that she's on. <laughs> and she walked at night. She walked from, her room to Disney Springs and on the way she passed one of those like Monstrosity town like houses at Saratoga Springs, and there's this like family standing in the window. And she was like, Look, I'm gonna show you what some of these big ones look like from the outside. And then she like pointed the camera up and realized there's a whole family like standing in the window on the second <laughs> floor there. And she's like, Oh my god, no, never mind, I feel bad. But they're huge. She was talking about like just the Massive. size, but I guess this is why people go, they stay for a long time, they order the groceries because they actually want to. Make food in their kitchens and not just eat at the restaurants the whole time. Oh, yeah. You could stay there like as a family comfortably for a couple of weeks. And
0: we have you and I and my parents and another family friend set all stayed in one of those two bedroom villas. I think the same size that you stayed in, uh, Kurt, Adam, you and you and Kurt. And it was really big for let's see. Seven of us Eight of us Mm -hmm. We all were very comfortable So a two bedroom villa Works quite nicely For a large party And now
1: it's just A little baby villa No grand villa involved (laughs) But the way they're doing The rooms now With like the I think I told you When we stayed at um, Riviera And like all the beds That just start appearing Out of walls Like it's nuts They're big on the The Murphy bed thing And I think this room Had like three hidden Murphy beds That popped down Out of everywhere Anyway Yeah Um so so Ryan, did you ever get like was there ever a chance you Wait, would get
0: before we before we leave the merchandise thing, oh. tell everybody how what you would have to do if somebody tried to like offer you a tip when you're dropping off groceries.
2: Oh, well really the the golden rule of uh tipping at Disney on a Disney property is that you don't. But, but- you know, these you- yeah and more more than that that as a disney cast member you're not supposed to accept any tips now there are certain like roles within the disney cast member universe where i'm sure that that's perfectly acceptable like restaurants like, i think like the the you know the the, the red uh flannel you oh know, yeah guides. the guest services yeah uh however as somebody who's delivering groceries to uh you know a hotel room if somebody offers you a tip you are absolutely not supposed to take it uh I can remember there being a lot of explanations from managers and uh, and team leaders, I guess, uh, about what to do in those scenarios. And first and foremost, if you are offered a tip, refuse it. If they absolutely force a tip on you, you are at that point then supposed to give it to your manager who will then put it into a pool and, you know, we'll have a pizza party down the line or something. I don't know. Uh, but I, I remember I had one manager who <laughs> – uh, A little bit, you know, jokingly, but maybe not so much. Telling me that you have to refuse it three times. And if they still offer it to you, then take it. And then, of course, you know, follow protocol. Uh, But I remember him telling me, here's my trick. If they offer you a tip, say, no, no, no. There's your three times. (laughs) <laughs> if they still still <laughs> offer it to you yeah go for it so. but i remember you
0: taking me out to dinner one time in florida and you're like oh this is all my tip money i i refused it three times no 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 no. yeah uh
2: yeah and i i guess uh that's like i guess i'm not gonna get fired for saying it now but i, I did uh, take a couple
1: but that's funny that. to me because like you go to a hotel you ask for something to be brought up to your room you generally tip the person who brings the stuff up to your room a couple bucks for like bringing it up is like the general. Cur- sure. Like common courtesy. Not, thing. So you would think Disney at Disney. Disney, not on Disney. Wow. Good you. to know. I'm going to stop. T- we, we did tip <laughs> the person who brought us our crib at the Disneyland hotel. Well, look, I hope he contributed that to
2: his team's, uh, future pizza. Yeah. I'm going to think he put that straight <laughs> in his pocket and had a drink later. Um,
1: <laughs> so, so, okay. Question though. Uh, did you ever, like, doing merch, was there ever the chance, like, when people would get pulled? I remember we've talked to a couple of people who worked attractions, right? And they would be trained on attractions at, like, three different rides in a land or something and get pulled to go. Did you ever get pulled to, like, were you ever feared that it was going to be, like, the Hunger Games and you were going to be chosen to go to World of Disney for a day?
2: <laughs> well, you know, I actually did. They they called it getting deployed. I remember, uh, I remember coming in one day to Saratoga Springs. And they're like, ah, Ryan, uh, you're getting deployed this week. And I was like, "What? Well, what the heck does that mean? And so they basically gave me for the week. Uh, I don't really know why this happened. Uh, I guess maybe they're short staffed or something, but for that week I ended up going to work at the yacht and beach club instead. And so it was kind of a, actually, even though it was a little bit jarred initially, it ended up being really kind of a cool experience because. You know, I, I'm then getting on the Disney bus or or van or whatever it was, and I went over to a different resort, which I really didn't know very well. And you know, every resort and every department has their own costuming department because, as you know, if you've ever been to any Disney property, you know that every single store, every single land, or every single attraction they have their own unique costumes. And so with a property as big as Disney World, there's hundreds of different costuming departments. And so right out of the gate, I'm I'm in a costuming department I've never been before, receiving an outfit I've never seen before, Uh, and also gaining a new appreciation for the costume that I did wear at Saratoga Springs because it was pretty straightforward. It was like khakis and a button-up shirt, which wasn't really all that far from something I might wear out in the real world (laughs) at that time anyway. Uh, But then getting to the the yacht and beach club. And it was full, like, okay, here's your, here's your yacht pants and your, uh, belts <laughs> and suspenders. Cause you can't be too careful. Uh, <laughs> you get your, your nice little, you know, nautical, uh, striped, uh, button up to go with. And, uh, and I, yeah, I remember being in, uh, I, I can't remember the name of the, the gift shop there, but it was a really cool little gift shop. It had a great little boat in the middle of it with a, uh, you know, a little Mickey statue,
1: uh, and I love that it, resort it was a
2: really cute little shop uh yeah if you've been to that resort you, you probably remember it's, it's just constantly sea shanties are looping through the place which is really <laughs> adorable and sweet for about the first rotation and I do remember at the end of that week I was hearing sea shanties in my sleep <laughs> uh it was I, I truly feel for the people that work there full-time <laughs> like God bless them that. Uh, when my when my week was up I was like, uh, I never want to hear a sea shanty or smell that sea breeze scent. They're oh pumping my gosh. In ever we love the smell in there. Every time you know, Kurt and I have walked lovely. in there, we love that smell. No, oh. it, it it is a really good smell, but after a week of it, you know, I was, I was ready to uh, get back to my, my stomping grounds. <laughs> if we
0: stop in like a store and there's candles, if Ryan smells like that sea breezy candle, <laughs> he has like this adverse reaction. He's like, it smells like the yacht and beach club. Don't buy this one. <laughs> Yeah, that, like that week did a number on you. You're
1: like me and uh, smelling movie theater popcorn. Um, yeah. so, it was really cool, though. I mean, I remember it being a cool
2: staff and, and you know, it, great it was resort. a kind of really neat change of scenery. Uh, I mean, it was a lot of fun for, you know, all I can find to complain about it, you know, in sort of a you know the, joking way. Like it really was was a fun, you know, way to switch things up for a week.
1: That pool at that resort is like oh, hands down the best Disney resort pool out there. Yeah, it's pretty pretty. The impressive. sand bottom oh, yeah. to the pool. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, it's a famous pool.
1: That's great. It's great. It's great. And Beverly and and, and I, <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna say mm. shout out to Beverly, the cabana server we had when we went fancy and got a cabana down there. She uh, was amazing. It. But
2: I will say one of my favorite stories from when I was deployed that one week. Uh, I, I should sorry, back up it's and so say that, weird to call this deployed because it's like <laughs> I know it makes it, it
1: gives us so much weight, you know, it's life and death out there, man. Nazi,
0: he didn't go to Iraq. like I've
1: got friends, in, I've got friends in the military, and it's like I got deployed <gasps> where pop century. Look, man, I came back from my tour of duty at uh the yacht and beach club, and I felt like I'd
2: seen things, man. <laughs> but uh, no, there was one funny, uh, funny situation I found myself in. Uh, I should. Give a little backstory that uh, well before our time at Disney World or even in college, I I spent a lot of years playing in bands and things like that, and and there was a, a band that I played in that uh, did a couple of years on like this punk festival called Warp Tour, and uh, one of the bands I remember like being really excited to see there and and sort of meet backstage was this band that's now like cult status called My Chemical Romance. And, uh, you know, now they're, like, emo, like, legends or whatever. But I remember during my week at uh, at the Yacht and Beach Club, and, again, I'm, like, in my, you know, sea uh, attire.
0: Your suspenders.
2: Th- suspenders with a belt. Uh,
1: seeing the guitarist for did my— Did you Kem- have a
0: cap? Did I, you have a little I cap I think on? I
1: did. I'm picturing
0: you I'm with a pretty sure
1: I, mean, I did. I'm picturing it, too. I know that uniform. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm fairly confident that that was part of it.
2: Um, but anyway, I remember like working the register and seeing the guitarist from my chemical romance come in. And I had previously met this guy backstage at one of the warp tour dates and thinking like, Oh, it's the guy from my chemical romance. I I wonder if I should say something. And then I just like stopped and took stock of where I was and what I was doing and thinking, (laughs) yeah, I'm not going to do that.
0: (laughs) I'm um, picture you probably looked like one of those like deranged like boys from like the early 20s with like little capri cutoffs. And,
1: it's like a you know, bad fool version, boy Ryan. It. It's like a bad version of the newsies costume. Um, yes. <laughs> so okay, I, something I've been wanting to ask, and since you two were you know lovey-dovey as a couple at Disney World when you worked there, was jelly rolls the club? over at the boardwalk there and there was a piano bar too. Is that where you all hung out? Like, did you guys go there to hang out? And what is jelly rolls?
2: Go there, but I don't think we hung out there. Like I remember going there like as an event and like thinking, Oh, this would be a fun thing to do one night.
0: You know, the, thing you should remember is we did not have a car. So getting around mm. was really virtually impossible. What Disney provides for the college program is buses to the four theme parks and then to the apartment complexes. If you want to go to any of the resorts, you have to just like a guest take a bus to you know from the theme park to the resort or find other ways of transportation Wait is that how
1: you got to uh, work every day Ryan did you have to take a bus to a theme park and then a bus to the resort
2: Uh well for me in particular I actually I had a bit of an odd situation because where my apartment was the Vista Way Apartments and my resort where I worked distance wise were not very far apart If I were to get in my car and drive there I think it would be maybe a 3 to 5 minute drive uh, however, the buses that were provided for us on the particular route that I had to take, I was basically the first one on the bus and the last one dropped off. So even though if I were driving myself, it would only take me a few minutes to get there, it was an hour every single morning just to get to my shift. So if I had a shift at you know 11 a.m., I had to make sure that I was like out and ready to go at like 9:45. Oh my god! So I could get on the bus, and it provided you know a lot of downtime which was kind of nice i I got a lot of reading done uh but yeah it was it was a bit nutty the flip side though is that at the end of my shift and i would usually work the later shifts so i'd get off anywhere between like 10 and midnight i was the next stop so if i got off at midnight i was home at like 1205 generally uh so that was nice but
1: did you have you wanted to. Did they let you do that?
2: Uh, I mean, I could have. They never Florida. really crossed my mind. You don't want to walk so in, in sweaty,
0: it, hot Florida weather. Yeah.
2: No. Yeah. And then, and then and plus. You would have had to cross a highway. You, you would have had walk. to do that for sure. And then plus, you know, I was in khakis and a shirt, that, a button up shirt that is not exactly the most breathable material. Yeah. And true. so it would, it would either be one of those things where if I was going to walk, I'd have to bring my costume with me and change when I got there, which is a little bit impractical. Or walk in my costume and be a sweaty, disgusting mess in the, uh, you know, Florida humidity Mm -hmm. by the time my shift started. And neither of those were really an option.
0: So that's our long winded way of answering your question that, no, we didn't really go to jelly rolls or the dueling (laughs) camera. We went occasionally, but it wasn't like the hangout spot. There wasn't like the hangout spot was our own apartment or we would go to the theme parks because that was an easier like meetup location than any of the resort stuff.
1: Yeah, I guess. Cause that was back in the day when you could just show up, no reservations needed and swipe on in and go mm-hmm. in. Right. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. You didn't even have to really swipe. You could just go in the cast member entrance and then you're boom in Epcot. And so, yeah, we would have our date nights in Epcot. Most often mm-hmm. We'd pick a different restaurant to go try and go there and watch the fireworks. And it was still really lovely. We had, Six months of free entrance to those four theme parks, and we used that perk up. Absolutely, yeah, we went a lot.
2: I mean, I think that's probably the only work situation I've ever been in, and probably ever will be where, in my own downtime, I choose to go just like hang out in my leisure time at the place where I work, really, (laughs) you know, because it's such a huge place, there's so many things to do, and even in that six months, it's like we didn't even scratch the
1: surface, you know, of the things that are available to do there. So you were there for 6 months. How many times did you actually leave the bubble? Very few. Those 6 months. Or did you emerge at the end of 6 months and you were okay. like, "What? What the world happened? Somebody else was president? Like what what?" <laughs> I mean kind of.
0: But you know, we also got to do a lot of cool fun things that were part of the college program. I know Andrew Cover talked a bit about this, but the one that I'm the most jealous that Ryan got to do was he signed up for the early morning access to the haunted mansion one day?
2: Oh yeah, that was that was maybe one of the coolest things I've ever done. Like even outside of you know working at Disney World, just in life. But uh, but yeah, I mean I got to show up at the Magic Kingdom, you know, well before uh, the park opened and walk through it as it's just empty and you know nobody's there, no guests or anything. And first thing I was really struck by was how small the Magic Kingdom feels when there aren't a bunch of crowds in there. Like it actually feels bigger when when the park is packed, which is yeah. kind of you know crazy to think about. But really, just walking through, uh, getting to walk through the Magic or the Mahana Mansion with somebody who has been working that attraction for I think uh, the woman who gave us our tour, I think she'd been working there for about like I don't know, twenty years or something like that. And uh, so she. Took us through it, you know, room by room and, you know, basically showed us, you know, how each effect is uh, achieved and told us a little bit about, you know, the history of of each little element and and sort of, you know, the through lines of the story of the attraction itself, which I, I guess as a guest of the Disney parks who just has always enjoyed that that attraction. I, I don't think I'd ever really paid close attention to like the actual plot points of the ride necessarily but it really enhanced it for that. And then I think my my big takeaway that and I know I said this to Dana a couple of times is how amazing those effects are and how simple they are. Like, I, I kind of walked away with the feeling that like this was in some ways like a glorified arts and crafts project, but it creates <laughs> some of the coolest effects you've ever seen. You know, uh, it it really felt like kind of just like old school, like filmmaking. You know, yeah. it, it's,
0: it's what I, was the coolest effect that you liked?
2: I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, I mean, the one that immediately comes to mind is the uh, the ballroom scene. And uh, and if you don't want to know how the effect is achieved, skip ahead a couple minutes. But basically, as you're going through, you know, you're, you're doom, your doom buggy is going through uh, the ballroom scene. You're sort of looking down upon the table and the, the organs being played by a ghost. And there are ghosts coming through and, and ghosts, you know, ballroom dancing and guys up on the chandelier. Well... What you don't realize is that there's a the biggest pane of glass in existence, you know, between you and this ballroom, and there are animatronics uh, above and below that are at certain times getting, you know, illuminated with, with different lighting effects, and what you're looking at in front of you really is just the reflection. So that's why they look you know, see-through and how they can disappear and reappear and, and that right there. I mean, it's just such old school, you know, like trick filmmaking, trick photography kind of stuff, but it's, but it's so effective. It's so good. There's no need to update it. You don't need to, you know, put any CG effects on that. It's just, it looks amazing every time. And, and yeah, just other little things that it's like, I, I feel like that was just made with like, you know, cardboard and glue sticks, but it, it's just so great, you know? Uh, yeah, that was absolutely a highlight of not only our time at you know in the college program, but just uh, just look back it, writing that attraction at Disneyland and Disney World now, just like so grateful that I got to do that. It was like one of the coolest things ever.
0: I was so jealous when you said you got to do that because you know, you could sign up for these things on the kind of Disney portal website. And Ryan comes in the next morning and is like, guess what? I got a ticket to go do this thing. And it was super coveted. It was really hard to get to do this. I think they only did it a handful of times each year. And you got to walk the track, which Mm -hmm. is super cool.
2: Yeah, not only walk the track, but then also kind of like go down and and see sort of the brain of the operation, like like the actual computers that were powering each individual story element. And and even like I said, the, uh, you know, the ballroom scene. We actually got to go underneath and, and see the, the animatronics themselves and then actually walk through the ballroom. And, uh, yeah, that was, was kind of mind blowing. That's so cool. Yeah.
1: I love that ride. I mean, you know that. But yeah, it's, it's
2: so classic.
1: Yeah. It's just it's it's cool. I, I'm jealous. It was one of the first rides we took Noah on. When we went with you guys that first trip back when the parks reopened, right? I remember. No. Yeah, we was. haven't gotten Ray on it yet, but but for her birthday, I did get her. They made a, a
2: golden book of the Haunted Mansion. We have it too, and it, it's basically a story of this kid that like kind of is going through each and like if you know the ride, it's like the the story of the book is the the ride, like every little. You know, scene is is a page and a story or, you know, element of that story. And it's like her favorite book. She's even said, like, that's my favorite book. And then I, I'm like, hey, do you want to go in the
0: Haunted Mansion? No. She the, didn't watch the Muppets Haunted Mansion. No.
1: Oh. But it's really she, sure cute. Though, she
0: loves the Muppets. And it's not scary. Yeah, she. It's not scary. She could watch it. She gets, she's kind of a scaredy cat in general. So Especially I, right now.
2: I think she's going through a phase where she's just afraid of being afraid. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: I for sure did that when I was her age. She's just turned five. Yeah. So it's just kind of where she's at. But um, Rye, can you think of any other fun anecdotes or any other favorite moments from your days at working at Saratoga Springs?
2: Well, something that I thought of earlier that we didn't really touch on was I am so grateful for as odd as it sounds the the training that I went through before even starting my work there like I've worked a lot of jobs and like I mentioned like I had worked in retail before and you know sometimes you're lucky if you get a little bit of a training period but I remember once I got my assignment working in merchandise at Saratoga Springs then you know what came after that was oh, and here are all the training bits you're gonna go through and I remember initially thinking, That's a lot of training. I think easily my first week there was just training, Mm -hmm. if not two weeks. Uh, But really what it was, it was, you know, they wanted you to know, first and foremost, every Disney employee goes through what's called traditions, where they really sort of teach you the – uh, the history of the company and sort of, you know, Walt Disney's story and how, you know, it, it evolved over the the decades into, you know, at this point, owning most of the free world. But then beyond that, you know, if you're going to be working in merchandise, well, hey, you're going to be working with, uh, you know, the point of sale system. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you're going to be working with food service. And that also encompasses, you know, you're going to be selling you know, uh, alcohol to people. And there's things to know about that, but the way that they chose to, to train you was essentially like playing video games. So like I literally learned the point of sales computer system by playing a bunch of video games that (laughs) required that I use that system or like, you know, figuring out whether or not to cut off a visibly intoxicated restaurant patron or like, uh, you know, learning, a little bit about like what the departments around you are doing. It was so immersive and like, it was one of those, it feels so cliche, but it's like, you didn't even realize that you were learning skills that you need for the job because you're kind of having fun doing it as odd as that Mm -hmm. seems. And it was so immersive and so comprehensive that by the time that week or two weeks was up and I actually started my first shift on the floor at Saratoga Springs, I didn't feel like it was my first day at a new job. Like I felt like I'd been doing it already for for two weeks. And I think that just speaks to like the amount of research and care that the Disney company has really put in to making sure that all of their employees or cast members, like, know what they're doing and, and care and are yeah. you know invested and want to help mm. create the experience that the yep. the guests are going there to to have.
0: I've never had a better training experience than working for Disney. And I've worked for a bunch of different companies, some just as big as Disney, and they really know how to train an employee, how to make you feel jazzed and excited to be a part of that team and that you are a Part of this team, you're a cast member, they value you, they really sink that in at an early stage, unlike any other company I've ever worked for.
1: I say, I am picturing like a tale of two cities here like Ryan playing video games, learning point of sale, and Dana is being forced to watch Alice in Wonderland on repeat for <laughs> 18 <laughs> yeah. days <Sounds> straight. straight. <laughs> <laughs> yes yep. we value you you're brainwashed you're brainwashed <laughs> you're brainwashed oh, fully. You're for sure Absolutely. brainwashed.
0: <laughs> yep. oh my gosh all that training i found my old uh training manual i keep it in a uh, like a chest of stuff in ray's room and i found it the other day and was looking at it it's all the pictures of how to pose properly and what to say what not to say all of the you know quotes from each character it's you know what disney
1: world should have done for the 50th anniversary Hmm. this is why i should be in charge of their marketing uh they should have gathered like all the former alices all the former cinderellas like together brought everybody back to disney world to do like a giant photo like how cool that have been like 50 years of disney world alices 50 years of disney world cinderellas like all in one giant photo together.
0: Oh, but there's never been fifty years of Alice. No, there's I know. only one Alice. Ugh. That's why they can never do it, which is I agree. it would be really cool. Um, here's my fun fact that they learned when I was uh, playing Alice. They said that the only person to their knowledge and still to this day my understanding, the only famous person who played Alice in Wonderland before she became famous was, Michelle Pfeiffer at Disneyland really? in the 1960s. Yep. Hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer. I, I think, think she was 18. That.
1: I wonder where that picture she's an Alice. It's got to be on in the internet somewhere. Me and Michelle. It's wow. got to be in a lot of families' photo albums.
0: Yeah, from the 60s. Who's so. Michelle
1: Pfeiffer's husband?
0: I don't remember. Uh, unpaid intern, can you look that up? Yeah, while right you, away. <laughs> while you look that up, I want to share my last favorite story about you working at Saratoga Springs.
2: Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was married to Peter Horton Oh yeah, it was who I was thinking 1981 through 88 And then David E. Kelly, 1993 Which apparently is her current
0: husband I'll never forget We were at the end of our time At Disney And my parents and my aunt and uncle Had come out to visit We did all the parks and the rides And all that stuff And they wanted to see Ryan at his work And so we all went He was getting off of his shift we saw him in costume at saratoga springs which again wasn't that spectacular it was a pretty standard normal (laughs) outfit that he would have probably worn but when he got he still has
1: it at home wears it every once in a while
0: yeah he likes it (laughs) are you kidding
1: you take
2: any of those costumes off property the The barcodes will go crazy. I think it'll explode, probably uh, combust (laughs) or something. Yeah,
0: Uh, But he got off his shift, and then he was like, hey, I have a special treat. And we all got to eat at the really fancy restaurant that's also kind of behind – the food court, you know, merchandise area. Do you remember what the name was of that?
2: They, the Turf Club is what it's called. The Turf
0: Club. So our family sits down and we are treated like VIPs because we have a VIP with us. They all know Ryan so well. They're like bringing us out free appetizers, free desserts. Uh, they're giving us like one of every entree that they have. Like we were treated like kings, I remember. And they were just so happy to have Ryan come and eat at their restaurant because they were like, oh, he's one of our guys. I remember they showered you with Mickey stickers at one point. <laughs> That's right. but, um, th- we bought a bottle of wine because my aunt and uncle own a, a vineyard in Oregon and so they know wine quite well. And so we ordered something and they kind of made a whole big to-do and I think they brought out the bottle and gave it to us. Like It was like yeah. a huge thing. We got so much free stuff on that meal. So if you're going to Sarah saratoga springs take ryan and and i will
2: say like i didn't even arrange that like there was no Mm -hmm. like oh i'm coming to the restaurant he was like no they just saw me there and they're like oh he's got his family let's let's show him a good time i mean (laughs) that i think just speaks to how awesome that crew was that i was working with disney
1: magic ladies and gentlemen disney magic um well unpaid intern i feel like we have to pay you for this one
2: (laughs) i will say as i was setting up for this i was like how many podcasts are there that, like, the, the guy who, uh, you know, sets up and edits the thing also gets to be the guest every then? <laughs> I feel so special tonight.
0: Rye, before you go away to our own home that we share, um, I, we have to always end oh, yes. our interviews with our rapid-fire favorites. Ooh. So we've got to ask you, in rapid-fire, I'm going to ask you nine quick questions. You have to answer them. Whatever first comes to your head. Are you ready?
2: All right, that's a lot of pressure. We'll see what I can come up with.
0: Okay, number one. What's your favorite Disneyland ride?
2: My favorite Disneyland ride. As of this moment, I'm going to say Rise of the Resistance. at Galaxy's Edge.
0: Okay, solid there. choice. What's your favorite Disney food?
2: Ooh, that's hard. Favorite Disney food. I mean, I the, again, the first one to come to mind, and I don't even think they have them anymore because they change the menu so often, but it was those peanut sriracha Duck wings at uh, Carthay Circle.
1: Ooh. Yes,
0: I forgot about those. They were Ryan, so you're good. wrong. They were fantastic.
1: Favorite Disney food is hot sauce from Sierra's purse.
2: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I should have thought of that first. I stand corrected.
0: <laughs> uh, favorite Disney resort?
2: Well, Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. I feel
0: your like you DVC
2: to Home say that. Resort. I
0: feel like Welcome you had home, to say Dana. that. I thought you were going to say Animal Kingdom Lodge.
2: That's a great one too. I'm I'm very excited to uh, see that whenever we go.
0: Me too. All right. Favorite Disney park.
2: Oh, that's tough, too. I, I feel like I'm going to say uh, Disney's California Adventure right here in good old Anaheim. Ooh. Oh, you know, uh, and why? Because I think we've just over the last, you know, decade of living here uh, have just had so many great memories there with so many awesome friends and obviously, you know, our daughter. And even though it was not the greatest park when it opened, I think they've really made it. Pretty amazing over the last decade and uh I' like when we do our days at Disneyland here I always love Disneyland because it's the classic but I think that you and I have More fun at uh, (laughs) California Adventure.
0: That's because we get beer at California. Well, there's that too, but also like I
2: feel like, well, yeah, obviously, but also I think the food is better. I think they have some of the coolest rides. I know, like you know, Avengers Campus still has you know more to do to make it even more awesome. But I mean, I, I just love seeing all the new stuff cropping up there. Like you know, we were there yesterday. Cars Land. Cars Land is amazing. I mean, like all the little cool food stalls they've got going on right now. I mean, I just
0: love that kind of stuff. So I agree. It's pretty awesome. Um, Okay, favorite season to be at a Disney park.
2: I mean, I feel like everybody answers this the same way because it's true. It's, uh, I'm going to go with Halloween. Good answer. Solid.
0: Favorite Disney movie.
2: Oh, man, that's such a broad question at this point. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say, oof, that's so tough. I'm going to say Alice in Wonderland.
0: (gasps) I love you so much, Ryan. (laughs) Aw. That's a great answer. You know what I
2: thought you were going to say? Sorry. (laughs) Literally, I didn't even answer that because of Dana. Like, that was, like, one of my favorite movies as a kid. Like, it was just so trippy. And I still feel, like, whenever Ray watches it, I'm like, oh, I'll sit down and watch this movie. I
0: love this movie. I know, it's so good. I
2: almost said said Aladdin, though, because that was was the one that really, like, You know, of the newer generation of Disney movies. That was the one that really hooked me as a kid.
0: Yeah, that one's so good. I thought, I guess if I just asked you what's your favorite Disney Pixar movie, I thought you were going to say Coco.
2: Oh, yeah. I I guess if you ask me Disney movies, I I don't necessarily go straight to Pixar. But if you're asking Pixar, yeah, Coco, for sure.
0: Okay, favorite Disney song?
1: Colors of the Wind, Pocahontas. Easy.
0: This I Knew of You. That is a very random
1: one that I don't know who else would ever say that. What?
0: (laughs) <laughs> Who wouldn't say that? That song is that song is incredible from the movie. It's the lyrics, that, like the I melody, have, I, uh,
1: that movie and I have issues. But like you know, look, I'm not gonna like, sit here
2: and tell you <laughs> that Pocahontas is the best Disney movie because it's not. <laughs>
1: where they like hide Pocahontas said, in the back corner of Animal Kingdom for her meet and greet? It's like down an alleyway.
2: Yeah, you can look, find I'm not Pocahontas. out here to defend the movie, but that is a great song.
0: <laughs> it it is. is a great song. It is Adam. I need you to go listen to it again. It's great. <laughs> The lyrics are incredible.
2: So great that a couple years ago, when when our daughter was a little little baby, and Dane would play her Disney music all over the place, I I got into this weird project where I would, I I was gonna do a bunch of them. I only ended up doing two, but I decided I was gonna do like punk covers of Disney songs, and uh, that was that was one I was when I set out to do. I was like, <laughs> I'm absolutely doing that one.
0: It turns out good too. All right, your favorite Disney character.
2: Ooh, that's also tough. Wow,
0: Disney character
2: again, so broad, but. I don't know why Tigger comes to mind, but. uh,
0: Wow. Okay.
2: I don't know if that's my definitive favorite, but that's the first one to jump into my mind. So I'm going to go with it.
0: The one I thought you were going to say was Forky.
2: Oh, yeah. See, again, that's a Pixar character. I feel like he's so new that like I, even though I love Forky, he's my spirit animal. But I don't know if I think of him necessarily in the pantheon of of classic Disney characters.
0: (laughs) You mean he's your spirit fork? Yeah. Spork. Spork.
2: Look, there's literally two forkies sitting behind me right now. I know
0: so you've made them. It, That's legit. Okay. Uh what movie or character needs its own ride or representation in the theme parks?
2: Well, you know, uh <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking about, you know, our time at working in Disney World. I don't know if I still feel this way, but I'm gonna give this as my answer anyway. Because when we were working at uh, Disney World, the show Lost was in its heyday, and I remember thinking Lost needs to have its own attraction, like at at the Hollywood Studios or something. What? Get on the airplane; it's gonna crash somewhere. And you're on the <laughs> island; everything's trying to kill you. There's polar bears coming at you. Like <laughs> that's horrible. All right. <laughs> That's uh, um, do, do I still feel that way today? <laughs> no, but I still think that's a funny answer, so I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> oh,
1: we've been re watching Lost to prepare for to get in the mood for um our, our Hawaii trip. Um, are you guys natural.
0: gonna do one of those uh Lost tours? No, because it's yeah. over
1: on because that's over on um Kauai, isn't it? So, Oahu, Oahu. oh, I thought it was on, I thought they Oahu. filmed in Kauai.
0: No, nope, Oahu, the island oh, that you're going to. I thought
1: they filmed. Oh, really that cool. changes everything. Oh, it's Jurassic Park that nope. filmed in Kauai. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, well, now maybe. But they
0: also filmed some of it on Oahu, too, Jurassic Park.
1: Oh, well, no, we actually, we aren't doing any excursions on this trip. Um, We're just going to hang at the resort and eat and drink and be merry.
0: Oh, it'll be so much fun. <laughs> Sounds
1: all right. Well, unpaid intern. Well, Ryan, intern.
0: thank you for joining us. Sorry, Adam. I just no, cut you fine.
1: off. He's your husband. I'm here go for the ahead. ride.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, hey, thanks
2: for having me. This was a blast.
0: Ah, I'm so glad you could join. I'm so glad we could do this. Um, we're not going to pay you for this interview. Oh,
2: that's totally. fine.
1: But actually, you could I'll do get us to work one editing thing right away. <laughs> you could do us one thing though, instru- instead of being paid. Uh, you want to plug your wonderful wife's psychic? Hey, you know what? Dana's out here killing it, booking travel for people
2: for you know, Disneyland, Disney World, Disney Cruise Line. You want to go to Hawaii? Speaking of Hawaii, you want to go hang out at Elani? She's got you. So hey, <laughs> Disney travel with Dana. Hit her up on the Insta, wherever.
0: It's very true. I'm I'm a very loyal uh, travel agent. I'm getting up at three in the morning to book another client's travel.
1: Have you been able to get anybody Space Two Twenty yet?
0: I'm going to try tonight. Oh, but yeah, we'll have no, to I haven't tried. Nobody's asked for it except for my current client that i'm about to try for Maybe i will Force also say we you. got all the bookings we wanted so i'm i'm excited but nice. we didn't try for we'll space twenty. yeah
1: all right well everybody have a great 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 week and we'll be back in another week hopefully i think
0: yes we will all right take care everyone
1: bye, bye. adios